Okay, so uh, continuing Perek Lamed Vov. Umash Amar Hikrivuli Doron. So we are continuing with the with the midrash um, of the different the symbolism of the various items on the night of Pesach. Um, <clears throat> so he krivuli doron huli pirusho who adavuk boyes borach. Kizel inyan ha carbon shemavi el Hashem is borach who ha dovagbo. A carbon is dvekus, it represents dvekus to Hashem. Proper language of care of close. Vaideze lo yovo alehem hamisa. And through this, you will be saved. From the Marcus Bachoros. Kiakar she I mean death. Kiakar Shehem Dvekim Bo Yizborach. Since the Jewish people are clinging to Hashem. Ain Echad Meabed as Shalom. When someone causes destruction, he doesn't bring upon bring about destruction unto his own things. I mean destruction when one causes Destruction, it's always defini- it's always definitionally on something outside of oneself. Right, so it's Hashem bringing destruction upon the Bria, upon the creation. Right? So if it's whatever is His, He's going to be exempt from that. Like I'm going to explain many times. Okay, so Hine, Kol Eilahadvarim. Afal gav shinyurim pshutim yesh leiladvarim derech nelam v'amok. So this is what we spoke about last time. If you understood, then you understood. Uh, there were some really, really deep things. We even mentioned some of those kabbalistic concepts, um, and uh, obviously, you know, the more one knows, the more they understand about these things. So don't think that these are just, he's just, um, you know, making nice comparisons, etc. That's the thing to, to understand is... These are not just, uh, you know, what, what they would say in Yeshiva. These are not boch svaras, right? Uh, belly svaras. Right? A svara from the belly. Like, this is just kind of shooting from the hip. Like, uh, yeah, this seems, uh, this, this seems like it should work. Yeah, so, yeah. Avram will, will represent this, and Yisak represents that. And, yeah, yeah, Sarah and Avram, they're kind of closer together because they're, because, of the, well, there's the beginning, uh, Right, uh, these are really things that are uh, rooted in the very 
fabric of creation, right? And really, really high up, like we spoke about last time. Okay. Um, okay, the Midrash continues. Avarti bears Mitzrayim. Pasuk says, Bayer Lekaman. Sorry, not, 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 uh, not the Midrash. This is, that's it. The Maral is now back to the Psukim, right? So, Bavarti bears Mitzrayim. And I will pass through the land of Egypt. Alright. Mishpat. Next pasuk. I will do judgment with all the gods of Egypt. Beiru Bimidrish Rabbas. Chazal explained in the Midrash. Rabos is just another saying, another way of saying Midrash Rabbah, but uh, um, it's a description as opposed to title. She'ein Uma Loka Ela Imkain Loka Loka Tchila. A nation is not stricken unless first its God is stricken first. God with a small g. It's spiritual sources, right? Meaning the way that things work. It's from up to down, right? There's we've spoken about this in Derech Hashem that things have a um, spiritual root, and then uh, and then that's expressed down here. So you know, we all we see is this world you know, with our eyes. So we tend to think, oh look, you know, this happened or that happened. We don't understand that first there there was a shift. Um, if, I, if Hashem strikes a nation, He first cuts away the spiritual, or cuts or diminishes the spiritual power that they're that they're getting their you know whatever it is from, and then afterwards that's played out in a more concrete physical striking. Yeah, that's what it means when Hashem strikes a nation. He first strikes their God. The old Amru, Sham. Sure. Nowadays, when they're not gods of certain nations, is the same concept still apply? He's cutting out the spiritual roots? Yeah, I think you, you, everyone, you always have some sort of a. Uh, everything has to be rooted in some sort of a concept, you know, an ideology, a strength of. Uh, yeah. Every regime is based on some sort of a vision of the world that energizes, motivates them. I mean, you see that happening today, where where it's being lost, right? The, once upon a time, you know, a lot of these ideologies was, were, were extremely vibrant and, uh, um, you know, uh, per- persuasive, right? Whether it be the, you know science and the enlightenment, you know, like how, wow, like a man is going to like literally conquer everything and uh, figure out the secrets of the world and now they have no, they realize they're never going to get anywhere close, right? And, uh, or, you know, capitalism or, you know, democracy or, you know, what, whatever it may be. So, yeah, I think you're right that, that uh, it does apply. Those, those are rooted in intellect, though. We just said that there are spiritual sources, like there are spiritual realms that are the roots of these, right? What we just discussed, however, just ideologies. Those, those are 
I don't have to go to the realm of the spiritual to get to those. Uh, it's a bit tricky. I mean, what you we we tend to think of spiritual as something uh, spooky or something that requires meditation, etc. Um, but uh, uh, it's a it's a fine line between intellectual and spiritual. In fact, you know, in the, in the language of the of the philosophers, seichel represents both of those, and, so the, and that's why the Maral uses the language of seichel to represent both the intellect and the spirit. The difference is, is, is the seichel mutba b'chomer, is the seichel not mutba b'chomer, is it nivdu b'chomer? I think we discussed that before. No? We discussed seichel Yeah. Okay, we did. So, um, fundamentally, it's, uh, you know, uh, an abstract concept. That's, you know, people lose the awareness. It's, it's very interesting, actually, to read about that uh, that um, you know the Greek the original Greek mathematicians it was it was a form of spirituality I mean uh, Pythagorean Pythagoras right who invented the Pythagorean theorem right one of the great mathematicians that was a form of uh, theology for him it's very interesting it's a math proof speaks to very, very foundational, true concepts that the entire world is built upon. Is he worshipping them? He's, he's relating to a, a deep quintessential truth about this world. We take criticism, like we're critical of that, or that's actually quite powerful that a person would actually see. Well, you certainly don't worship anyone except for Hashem, but uh, but is he is he tapping into potentially? I've mentioned this a number of times in the past. You know, could these themselves be uh, the the manifestations of the Kochosan of Dalim, the disembodied powers of uh, the world of Bria, potentially? which would be pretty high up. What is it that this world is built on? Right? What, what dictates this world? Yeah. Where does 1 plus 1 equal 2? Where is that coded in the fabric of the world? Sorry? In the safe we examine it in a, you know, no matter how many different places I try it it just keeps coming out the 1 plus 1 equals 2 I tried it in my house did it one time on a train right and with many different objects it always somehow comes out to be the same thing okay. what, what dictates that to be the case Very yeah, that's, that's good. You got it, right? The question is, yeah. So Hashem determines everything, but the question is, how high up was this determination, right? The higher up, the more spiritual it is, and the, the more consistent it would be. What? Parakhan just wanted to disprove that zero to zero power, right? Understand the zero power, and he probably disproved to Mr. Kowski. 
And I said, it's just a definition. We just prove whatever we want because we agreed any of the zero power is one. It's not like one plus one, which is true, plus two, which is MS. Like, that's truth. You can't, you can't slug that up. Mm-hmm. But something, we make a definition, so we can work with it. So you can, definition is not, not MS. But certain things are MS. Very good. Yep. Best part for sure. All right. So anyway, this is this is venturing into philosophy a little bit, but uh, we've gotten a little bit sidetracked. So, but uh, whatever, I think the concept that he's telling us over here is that um, you know, like uh, maybe we mentioned before, the awesome purush attributed to the grow. I never saw it inside, but it's definitely very consistent. The the Gemara uh, says that uh, a number of places, at least three three different places, that when Alexander uh, Macedon came to Yerushalayim, so Shimon Atzadi came out to greet him. There was a concern that he would take vengeance against the Jewish people. They had stayed true to the Persians during the during the war. Um, so, so Shimon Atzadi came out to greet him wearing the begadim of the Kohen Gadol appropriate for these partials and when Alexander saw him he either he came off either of his chariot or, or from his horse and kneeled to him and uh, his his advisors were blown away why, why are you kneeling to this old man of a you know they're our property now right we, we just took over the entire Persian Empire and Alexander said it was his vision Whenever I was in battle, it was difficult. It was, it was this vision of this old man that led me to victory. I saw him led me to victory. Right? So the goal explains that means that the Ashik Nesagdola davened to remove the Yitzhahara for Avodah from the world. Shimon Sadik was the last member of the Ashik Nesagdola, an old man by now. So this was obviously under Ezra and Nehemia. <coughs> And uh, it was the removal of the Yitzhahara for Avodah Zorah that pulled the rug from under the feet of the Persian Empire. Persian Empire was a huge empire. Uh, Greece didn't stand a chance against them. And then, all of a sudden, the whole empire just started crumbling. And it took, it took a good... Uh, um, again, Shimon Sadek had, had been a young man, now he was an old man, so let's say it was probably a 60-year-long process, the collapse of the Persian Empire. But what... Uh, prompted it was the fact that the entire empire was built upon Avodozora, and now Avodozora was no longer a significant power in the world. So Greece just kind of walked in and just pushed them over, and they just fell over and crumbled. Yeah. So that's so uh, Alexander. That's what it means. Alexander saw the vision of Shimon Tzadik leading him to victory. Yeah, so so that's uh, that's what it means that when Hashem strikes a nation, He first strikes the spiritual ideology, if you want. You know, the, the the but it's more than just an ideology. That when we say ideology, we're talking about more something that lives in people's heads. We talk about spirituality. We talk about something that is, lives outside of people. That's something that actually exists. So when you say intellectual, I think the reason why Noah. Find, didn't find that so compelling is because he feels like intellectual is just it's just a concept that we that just exists in our heads. Right. So, but but the truth is that a concept that exists 
In one person's head, maybe. Maybe it's like that. Once it exists in two people's heads, it means, so, so it's not in my head and it's not in your head. So where is it? It's not in my head because how do you have it in your head? It's not in your head because how do I have it in my head? How do I have it in my head? Oh, so rather it must be that it exists beyond both of our heads in an abstract world of concept, which is spiritual. There's a some sort of a spiritual reality that speaks to us. And it's an ideology. You must have had an ideology. And Machaben is the spiritual root of that ideology. And that's why different ideologies take dominion in different periods, etc. So it's, it's a silly thing to say that Adam Smith came up with the idea of capitalism. I mean, obviously, but that's what, that's what he, he sort of like codified that. Yeah, he tapped a, into it. He, he was the he yeah. was the he was the quote unquote Navi, right? I think it better that would be like Marx. Coming up to the coming up to the idea of communism. Yeah, no one, none of the more machadish anything knew what the, the concept of sharing, or the concept of uh, equality. Those are equality existed before Marx came along and will exist after he had long rotted in his grave. Right? Just a matter of uh, bringing it out, relating it, etc. Okay, the old Amru Sham Ubachol Eloke Mitzrayim Eser Shvatim, and in all the gods of Egypt I will do judgments. Viksiv Ube Elo Hehem Osa Hashem Shvatim, and in their gods Hashem did judgments. Shvatim Shnaim, Shvatim Arba. So each time it says Shvatim, that's two. So, and we have two times that it says it. So that's four. That's four judgments. Yeah, you see that? We have two Psukim, they said kind of redundant. Shvatim, Shvatim. See, each one by itself is two. It doesn't say Mishpat, it says Shvatim. Right? Plural. <coughs> and then there's two of them, so that's four. I don't know, Shvatim, plural, is just two. Well, I think the two psukim are scarce is slightly different. What do you have? We don't have both psukim. What do you have? How does your midrash read? Yeah. And then shvatim shnayim shvatim arba. They're missing something. Oh, you're missing a pasuk. Yeah. Do you have a? I have a circle. Girsa. What do you have? Oh uh, yeah. Shvatim psiv uvelim asa shvatim. Yeah. So this is the shnei nusachlos nuschos. So if I got this correct, it's Elohim Asay Hashem Shvatim, and then it goes into Shvatim Shnayim, Shvatim No, before. The old Amrusham. See that? Just read to me after that. The old Amrusham. The whole Elohim Mitzrayim. Asay Shvatim. Yeah. The Kasa of Elohim Asay Hashem Shvatim. Yeah, so that's where they are. It says two seven, two seven. We know that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. I thought you were confused, sorry. Okay, so that's four. Yeah? So, hooray. Sorry, how do we get to four? One pasuk has shvatim, that's two. Oh, two and two, yeah. And then the other one has two. Uh, so the shvatim, plural, does not necessarily mean just, just two. It could also mean... Million. Ten, four thousand. Right. Million. So, we have a concept called 
tafasta merubah lo tafasta. Right? That you you can only learn out the minimum amount of what you of what you have. I mean, if, if the Torah tells you shvatim, I know it's it's not one; it's two at least, or maybe it's three, or maybe it's four, or maybe it's five. But then then there's no end to it. So I so I wouldn't. So the communication is so then you keep it to the minimum amount that you know, that you can know. So it's at least four. So then, that's what, that's what the Torah is telling us. So called tafasta merubal tafasta. If you grab more than the minimum amount, then you grab nothing because you have no proof. If you say it's three and three, I say who says? Right? Maybe it's two and two. Haray shehavodozara nilka be'arba shvatim. So it comes out from here that avodozara was stricken in four different ways. Vuvde Bishlosha. That is Like it's service. It's service. Oh, oh, Thank you. So, even though the Avodah was stricken four different ways, where it's a servants, meaning the people, I guess were stricken in three different ways. Bumaka, Ubumagefa, Ubehashkasa, and in through destruction. So, uh, strike, uh, plague, and destruction. Magefa, Dixiv, Vavar Hashem, Lingof Mitzrayim, Hashem passed over to uh, make a plague in Egypt. Hashchasa dixiv veloyitein hamashchis lavo el batacha. We learn from the so the pasuk is referring to that if you put the blood of the Paschal lamb on your mezuzus, Hashem will not allow the destroyer to come into your house, but so you see that there's a destroyer going through. So from this we see that there was a Mitzrayim. Hakor, and then finally the, the Maka, the strike, Dixiv Vekesi, called Bechuri Mitzrayim, and I've stricken all the firstborn of Egypt. So that's we see that the Egyptians themselves were stricken in three different ways. So with the Vodozara, there were four different destructions, which is Harkava, rotting. Nivkoyim being cracked, Nikroyim being torn, and Nisrofim being burnt. Vayira, Mipnei 
שעבודה זורה נילקה על שם העובדים עושו. So it appears that the reason is that the Avodah Zara is stricken because of those that serve it. And just like the same amount of uh, collection, Nefroim means to uh, collect from or, or you know, basically, basically Pay out, right? Um, pay back. Pay back um, to the idol worshippers. So too is to the idol. The yesh are belavin bedaver. There are four prohibitions to serving idols. Le'yelcha Elohim acherim. Shall not have other gods. That's one. Losa selcha pesel. You shouldn't make. I mean, the first one is uh, is a belief, I believe. A belief in another idol, in, in another god. Uh, number two, you shall not make a idol. Actually, crafting the statue. Lo sishtachave lahem. That's the actual service of the idol, the statue. Velo se'avdeim and you shall not serve them. Um, Don't remember exactly what that's going to be. Okay, let's hold off. Maybe tomorrow will tell us. Ve'evn advarim kol echad ve'echad b'fnei atzmo l'kach l'ako ba'arba I think Rashi said if there's um, they serve it in a certain way that we don't call it a service to do that for it. Like when they go to the bathroom on Baal. That would be this last one? Yeah, Ishtachavah is what, how, we serve, how we serve Hashem mm-hmm. for them, and then even what they call the service that we don't. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see if that's how Chazal understands it. Um, I seem to recall that there's there's a prohibition to own. I mean, it's a big, it's a big tumult. There's a, there's a whole, I think there's a, there's, there's a big Machlagas Rishonim about this. Exactly, how to understand all these prohibitions. Um, I think the morale in Tiferes Yisrael, Perak Mem, or Memalif, something like that, talks about this. Hey, Mem. Okay. Vehaovid shehu meniach elokim chay, chay, living God, Vikaim Vikaim Lad Hayahova Vie Shehu Bisholishmanim. So someone who is a worshipper, so he leaves and, and he leaves the true God 
the one who exists, who who was God, is God, and will be God. V'davik b'avodah shenikra mace, and is clinging to idol worship, which is called a dead entity. It's not uh, it's not something that has an independent existence. Venshum toilas boy that has no benefit, meaning it can't do anything. It's not a free will decision maker. Nilka Begimel is stricken in three different ways. Bishulsha Ozev, Makor, Chaim, Haya, Hovavia. So he's explaining to us why is an idol worshiper stricken in three different ways? Because he left a living God who uh, lives lives in three different aspects of time, past, present, and future. Yishlomer Gamkein Kima Shenilka Avodazora Bedalid Keneged Avodas Ha. So that's because of the four different types of worship that they receive. One is sacrifices, animal sacrifices. Number two is kutur, is uh, fragrance, sac- uh, you know, burning fragrances. Three is nisuch, wine libations. And four is human worship, bowing down to it, hishtachavaya. Shem avodos ponim, rosa osan mi pnim. Shem avodos pnim, ve osa osan lavodozora lekach nilka bedalad. So these are really services that should be done to Hashem. These are pnim means like internal meanings, I guess. Uh, Vodozora is external, czar, outside, foreign, right? As opposed to internal, you know, uh, spiritual, pnimi. Yeah, so um, the, the Vodozora hijacks these four fundamental avodos, so it gets punished in four ways. Pirush Rishon Iker mode, but the first explanation is really the, the real thing. Kachetavin Elo Dalad Azharus Hamurus Buloy Yelacha Lokimacherim Kasher Yisbayer Bepirush Aser Sedibris. Oh, I was off by two prokim. Beseder Chag Shavuos Busefer Tiferes Yisrael. So they say over here Perak Lamet Ches. Is that what you have also? Yeah. Okay, so I was off. I thought it was Mem. Um, Be'ezrus nosin Torah. With the help of Hashem, it will be explained in Tiferes Yisrael. Like we said, the Gurus Hashem was the first Sefer that he wrote from the set, at least Tiferes is the second. So he's saying it will be addressed. Obviously here he had a, the Rosh Prakim charted out. Or he doesn't actually say the parak exactly, so um, maybe the publishers put it in afterwards. Um, okay, let's make a summary over here because this was a long paragraph, a lot of details.
Okay, so we want to understand what are, what are the four, right? So again, Hashem is saying He's going to judge the Avodah Zorah in four different ways, right? That's that's we learn that from Psukim. And its worshippers are th- in three. That's that we learn from the, from the psukim. That we have a magefa, right? Vavar Hashem, lingof Mitzrayim. We have hashchasa, v'loyitein hamashkes lavo el beischem. And we have maka. The Casey called Bechore Mitzrayim. So, I don't know, does he mean to say that the Avodazar is going to get one more than the servants? Because, like, Kind of, it's the one that started the whole thing. You know, basically, it's the. It's to be blamed, right? Like, uh, like the serpent is uh, punished more so than the woman, who is punished more so than the Adam, because the Nachash started it, type of thing. I don't know. And then, but if you're getting this, he says that Vodazar is punished through here Kavun, Bakia, Kriya, and Srefa. You have uh, you have so, anything in here? Maybe a Machikas Kumus or something? Okay, so right, so the the, uh, the Midrash is in Yalkut. Shimoni, um, Kuf, Tzadi, Tess. And it goes really all the way up until that the Avodah was stricken with four, and and it's uh, it, it has to do with the with the types of materials that the Avodah is made out of, right? If it's made out of uh, wood, so it rots. If it's made out of uh, Stone, it, it gets cracked if it's uh, made out of uh, um, metal. No, what are the other ones? If it's made out of, I guess, fabric or some sort, you would tear it. And if it's made out of um, metal, you burn it. Like we have a motion in this last week's parsha, you burned the eagles off. Yeah? So, different. Um, so, so they're. So they're Punished in four different ways. So now that Marl is working to explain why is it that it's four different ways. So he says that the the first approach, he says, is because there's a quadruple love of Avodazara. In the second of the Ten Commandments, there's a quadruple prohibition of Avodazara, um, which he discusses in Tiferes Yisrael. Like I said, it is a sugya, it's a machlekes, uh, Ramban, Rashi, Ramban, maybe, maybe others as well. 
get involved what exactly is the, you know, what does each one of those statements mean? It has to do with the counting of Tariyag Mitzvahs as well, obviously. Um, so, uh, fine. So th- then he says... Uh, That the idol worshippers themselves are stricken three again. He, as he just he's explaining the midrash. <coughs> That's because they left a living God, living, absolutely living, which means Hashem, past tense, present tense, and future tense. Um, for God is for God is not God at all. So that's why it's a triple, uh, triple strike for Hayahova Yeah. Um, And then he gives another explanation uh, that Avodah hijacks a quadruple Avodah from Hashem of Zvachim, Ktoras, Nesachim, and Hishtachavaya. And therefore it's stricken four times, but that's uh, really an auxiliary. That's more like a pshat, but the, 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 the real one is connected the four lavim in the second of the Sarasadibras. Okay. A little bit of heavy lifting over here, but we made it through. So we're at Velokhu Min Hadam for next week, Brother Sashem.